Welcome to the C3 Calgary podcast. We're so grateful that you're a part of our family and we'd love to invite you to one of our services. To find locations, times, and more information about our church, visit our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram. Enjoy the message. Hello podcast world, Pastor Stephen Flight here from C3 Calgary Central and I'm recording a summary of Sunday's message at the the Calgary downtown location because unfortunately we had some technical difficulties and the podcast was not able to be recorded. But because we're in a series, our Testify series, focusing on evangelism, I I didn't want to miss this part of it. So I'm going to give a summarized version here and hopefully that fills in some of the gaps as we continue this month from the beginning of the series to the end, we are focusing on sharing our faith on evangelism, on testifying. So the first part of the series, I spoke on the the why should we and should we even share our faith. Stats have told us that uh, many people don't even, many Christians don't believe it's the right thing to do. But we looked at these four things that of why I think we should be intentional and purposeful, and it's the Great Commission is to share our faith. It's because Jesus told us to, the Word of God instructs us to. It's actually the most loving thing we can do for somebody is to share our faith, share our story, share Christ with them. There are actually some people in your world that only you can reach, that I couldn't reach, other pastors couldn't reach, other Believers couldn't, but for whatever reason, you have been placed in their life and they have a connection with you where when you share something, they listen. So there's some people that can only be reached by you. And the fourth thing is it's actually the best thing possible for our relationship with God is to invite other people in to have have non-believers, those who aren't sure, actually place their faith in Jesus. And then we get to be a part of that story and it gives us fresh eyes to see. And many of us feel stale in our faith and in our relationship with God. And it's probably a big part of the reason is because we don't have somebody in our life we're sharing faith with. That's what I believe. And then this week, I want to continue on that and talk about one-on-one evangelism and what it is to do that. So I'll share the passage of Scripture, John 4. Very well-known story of the Samaritan woman at the well and the encounter she has with Jesus. It says, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard he was making the baptizing he was making and baptizing more disciples than John. He left to Judea and went to Galilee. He had to travel through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the property that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, worn out from his journey, sat down at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Give me a drink, Jesus said to her, because his disciples had gone into town to buy food. How is it that you, a a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? She asked him. For Jews don't associate with the Samaritans. Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would ask him and he would give you living water. Sir, said the woman, you don't even have a bucket and the well is deep. So where do you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us the well and and drank from it himself, as did his sons and livestock. Jesus said, everyone who drinks 
from this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again. In fact, the water I will give him will become a well of water springing in him, up in him for eternal life. Sir, said the woman, give me this water so I won't go thirsty and come here to draw water. Go call your husband, he told her, and come back here. I don't have a husband, she answered. You've correctly said you don't have a husband, Jesus said, for you've had five, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Sir, the woman replied, I see you are our prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews say that, that place to worship is in Jerusalem. And Jesus told her, Believe me, woman, an hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know, but we worship what we do know because salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming and is now here when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said, well, I know that the Messiah is coming. He was called Christ, and when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Jesus told her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Just then his disciples arrived, and they were amazed he was talking with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you want, or why are you talking with her? Then the woman left her water jar, went into town, and told the people, Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And they left town and made their way to him. Long passage of scripture, thanks for hanging in there. But I think this is such an amazing story here. Those last lines there, that when Jesus revealed himself and shared himself with the lady, and it says she left her water jar, went into town, and told the people, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. And they left the town and made their way. This is evangelism. This is what happens when, this is the biblical principle of sharing our faith. When we have an encounter with Jesus, we have to share it. And we might not have our theology all figured out yet. We might not have done a Bible course yet. We might not have um, gone down a track, a discipleship track. All these things are great things. But in Scripture, we see the lady has an encounter and then she testifies. She has an encounter and she shares her story. My question is, what's your testimony? What is your story? Are you sharing it? We all have one. The woman had one. I have a story. The Apostle Paul has a story. You have a story. Some of our stories may be similar to, to this lady's, trying to find satisfaction in, in things of, the, of this world, but eventually that dries up and we need to go into more and, and we're tired and we're exhausted and we're thirsty and we're just getting by day by day. But then Jesus came and interacted and offered something that doesn't dry up. Maybe it's not like that. Maybe your story is one, you've only ever known Jesus, you've only ever been in relationship with him and you've loved him and felt connected. Guess what? That's a great story too. That's a story worth sharing with people. Don't think because you haven't had some traumatic crisis of faith in your life that your story isn't worth sharing. It's not what does our story look like. It's are we sharing it? Because our story is not actually the destination. It's a bridge to share God with somebody else, where to testify. So let me summarize this. Uh, this is a recording. This isn't from Sunday, and I'll take out some of the things that might not translate. But I do want 
to go over some of the points that I read here because it's a beautiful thing that we see. This is how Jesus reaches out to people. He loves people. There's a racial tension between Jews and Sumerians. There's a gender tension between male and females of the day. There's a She's an outcast, but Jesus reaches out and meets her at the well. No one's disqualified from the love of Jesus. And his heart is not... Uh, customs not traditions not social rules not social taboos but it's actually he breaks all those down to sit with the lady at the well and offer eternal drink for a lady who obviously was thirsty and dry that's the heart of jesus we can learn a lot from the lady in the well we're, we're all in some way uh, the samaritan lady at the well wanting a drink and needing jesus but also, we actually learn a lot from Jesus in this encounter and how he went about it. And I believe John 4 is a great model of conversation of how we can share our faith. We can share Jesus with people. Jesus is sharing himself with the lady. And now as followers, as disciples of him, we share Jesus with people. And we can observe what Jesus did. So the first thing in Evangelism 101, I believe the first step before anything else is, is noticing this. Jesus cared enough to notice. He noticed the lady. It's a simple thing, but I promise you it's a profound thing. And it's actually an immediate action we could take right now, today, wherever you are, is to notice someone. Look around. Pray. God, show me someone who needs you today. Show me someone who needs your love through me as a vessel of your love today. I was sitting in a cafe a few weeks ago and um, kind of lamenting in my soul. Like, oh, man, I don't really know that many people at the moment who don't know you, Jesus. And, and God, I just want to know people. Won't you bring some people to me? And kind of lamenting around. And then I just felt in my spirit, hey, stop. Look around. And I stopped in the cafe and and looked around and started to notice people. Not in a judgmental way, in a spirit-led way. There's people all around us who need Jesus. There's people all around us who need to be loved. There's people all around us that just need to be noticed. Would we be those people like Jesus who care enough to notice? That leads into then Jesus notices the lady at the well. And then Jesus' second point creates a conversation, even though it's a little bit awkward. It's really awkward in our day and age to create conversations. I, uh, some people, we need to go back to even, do we know the art of conversation anymore? Generally, it goes like this. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, what are you up to? <laughs> back and forth. But it, but it goes like this, question, answer. And then you ask a question back. I got taught this lesson. Uh, when I first got saved, I, I quiet little kid, or teenage kid, and went to youth group. Uh, my friend took me along. I didn't grow up in the church. And, uh, and when I fell in love with Jesus, I gave my life to him. It was almost like I got like a, a fishing hook in my mouth, and I just couldn't let go. And I wanted to be at the church. I wanted to be around Christians. I wanted to be in the Word. But I was still super quiet and awkward socially. I kind of came in thinking uh, like I was an outsider, I guess. Like I didn't grow up in the church, and so I'll just be quiet. And I remember one day at church, a guy said to me, and one of the older guys in our church, an awesome gentleman, he said, 
hey, Stephen, how are you today? And I said, good, thank you. And he looked at me and he smiled and he said, that's good. I'm good too. Thank you for asking. And then we both kind of laughed awkwardly. But what he was highlighting, and then he took me on a journey of actually a conversation taking place that needs to be back and forth. So if you find it uh, awkward in conversations or you feel like you don't connect with people, just try to look at how you're actually having a conversation. Are you responding? Are you asking questions back? Don't just say, I'm good, like I did. Say, I'm good. How are you today? Anyway, that's a, that's a sub point, the art of conversation. But Jesus creates a conversation. In the Great Commission, uh, we looked at that last week. It says, go out and make disciples. And that's talking physically going out into all the world and traveling the world for the disciples and for the early church. But for us, maybe it mean, simply means to go out of our comfort zone this week and make a conversation with somebody. Notice somebody and let that lead to a conversation, even if it's awkward. The third thing is in evangelism in this summary is Jesus listens as much as he spoke. See, once we get a conversation going, especially around faith, we need to be a people who would listen. Jesus asked questions, but then he also listened. Jesus gave the woman an opportunity to talk. He didn't jump in and, and shout her down. For example, he could have. This is Jesus, son of God, sitting right there. And in verse 12 of John 4, the lady says, you aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? Right there, he could have said, actually, yes, I'm the son of God. I was there in the beginning. I, I, all things are created through me, and Jacob is created through me. I am greater, but he didn't. See, he was interested in winning a person, not an argument. He was interested in the heart of the lady and her uh, getting to experience God's love, not a theological point or winning an argument or winning, winning the point of view. You know, you can be right and not right. In your arguments, you can be factually correct, theologically correct, but if you shut somebody down, if you win an argument at the expense of winning a person, Proverbs 11.30 says, he who wins souls is, is wise. And so in our evangelism, let people talk. Let them share their crazy theological ideas. Let them process. Let them criticize. Let them do the things that they need to do. Because if we want to be a people who are listened Two by others in sharing our faith, we need to actually listen to them as well. Win people. I know that we're all reading our Bible and learning lots and have great theological points, but don't let those things trip up the heart of the gospel that needs to be shared with people, that Jesus died for everybody, for all sinners, which we all are, and has bridged the gap between um, that was dividing us between our Father God so everybody can be in relationship for them. That's the heart in sharing our testimony, our faith, our story. Some of the other stuff can come later. The most important thing is somebody gets to hear about Jesus. So win people, not arguments. So Jesus noticed, created conversation. He listened as much as he spoke or he kept the conversation going, didn't shut it down. Jesus used, the next point is he used real examples and metaphors. So when sharing our faith, it's important to make it relatable. He said to the lady, hey, you're getting a drink here. Get, you know how that's going to dry up and you'll have to come back? What if there's something spiritually that you could drink that wouldn't dry up? Hey, Samaritan lady, see that mountain over there? 
well, one day we're not going to argue over that mountain where we worship and that because the hour is coming when we're going to worship in spirit. He used relatable things. So don't try to think that you have to uh, be a preacher, that you have to be some amazing painter, an amazing um, uh, historical, theological concept. These are beautiful things. But maybe it's as simple as what's in front of you, what's around you. Maybe it's your cup of coffee that you can use as an illustration. Make the gospel relatable to people. Jesus was the master at telling stories and metaphors and making the uh, heavenly perspectives very real and applicable. So let's use real examples and metaphors, not religious lingo and and jargon. And then the last thing. Remember, we've, in Evangelism 101, we notice people, we start conversations, we keep the conversations going, we make it relatable, and then we need to give the truth. Jesus is, is solid, he's, he's not great. Truth can be found, and it's found in him. Jesus, in verse 26, says, I, the one speaking, am he, the Messiah. In John 14, he says, I am the way, the truth, the life, and the only way to the Father is through him. I actually personally believe, and my experience has, people in this postmodern world are really tired of, of the gray and the, the uh, over-information and the misinformation and the unclarity that that creates. In the context of when it comes to sharing our faith, just give the truth of who Jesus is. Don't try and hide it. Don't try and disguise it. We make it relatable, but the truth of the matter is, hey, there's a lot of stuff in my life as, as Stephen, as, as a pastor, that I don't know, that I can't figure out i don't know what's going on but this is what i know and this is who jesus is to me he saved me and i'm in relationship with him and he's freed me from things and i know he can do that for you too do you want that let's lay it out plain let's notice people start conversations be good listeners be relatable but let's give the truth so let me pray lord i thank you for those who are wanting to share their faith, wanting to testify. Lord, I pray you remind each one of us listening to this that we would, we have a story, we have a testimony that you've done so much in our life. But also remind us, Lord, that you're willing to sit down with every person at the well. You notice us and therefore we can notice others. Lord, you have a relationship with us, therefore we can relate to others. And you give us the truth in love. Therefore, we can give others the truth and love. So help us be your hands and feet. Help us fulfill the great commission of going out into the world and making disciples of, in all the nations, teaching and preaching and baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And help us be a people who are sharing our faith every day. Thank you for every person listening that you have made them unique. You've given them their personality, their story, and you're calling each one of us to share that story of your faithfulness in our life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I hope this has been helpful, and I hope this fills in a bit of a bridge in the series, but I know that God's stirring up at our C3 Calgary Central location, West location, and all across believers in our city, a heart for evangelism, and that's what we're trying to help equip teach. So I hope I can see you on Sunday in service or sometime out there. Stay in touch, and we'll talk soon. Be blessed, everybody. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our C3 Calgary live stream on YouTube. If this message resonated with you and you'd like to give to our church, you can do so on our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.